0: Hello and welcome to Miniap Your Fantasy Sports Community. I'm your host Blake, coach of Youngies Yaks, and I'm joined by Clinton,
1: coach of Dash's Dogs. And I'm going well, thank you, Blake. Um, yeah, another reasonable score from the dogs. So, um, yeah, round two um, away, and yeah, looking forward to the, the real trade season coming up. So, we're talking super coach today. It's all happening. Have you heard? He's back, Clinton um yaks is back the yaks are
0: back <laughs> <laughs> it's been a big week of super coach and i'm uh, up and about for our round oh, yeah. Round two the oh, yaks yes. are back so uh yeah we're talking super coach i've moved up fifty-one thousand spots clinton so Not i bad. scored 2472 so i've moved up the rankings fifty-one thousand spots to 25k haven't quite caught you yet but it's it was a very big week for the ax How'd you score?
1: Just middling. Just middling. I scored, well, a bit better than middling, but 23-27, which takes me to a rank of 12,199. Um, but I'm happy. Got a lot of the... Um, my team's well set up, and now I'm ready to strike.
0: Is that slightly down in the rankings?
1: Yeah, I went down about 4K, I think. Um, but... As I said, um, I've got a lot of money in the bank. Now, I'm not getting interest on that, but I'm well set up to really, um, I've got wide um, wide options. I can really go premium quickly or I can really um, get those couple other mid-prices, but I'm, at least I have these options, so I'm excited. That's good. What
0: uh, trades did you make after round one there, Clint? So I ended
1: up due to the fact that Dylan Stevens scoring the 95 as my emergency, um, I was able to shuffle around my team and I didn't have Martin in the end of last week. So despite him not playing this week, I brought him in, which then allowed me to move Elijah Hollands to the midfield. So then I can take Stevens score. So I ended up trading out Jared Berry, which I mentioned last week, it was a post- strong possibility. He ended up scoring, what he score? 70 something? Yeah, it wasn't that great. Something yeah. like that. So he was on a low score still. I think it was midway through the third quarter. I was quite happy, but he saves it somewhat late in the game. But um yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Jared Berry goes the next month. But right now, I'm not complaining. I've got Martin in who will definitely come back into Essendon's team and will obviously make a lot of money soon. So I'm, um, I'm glad I made that trade. Um, so, that, yeah, one down and, yeah, I'm really, I'm going to this week. Obviously, a lot of time to wait until to see the teams and if there's any more COVID issues. But right now, I'm potentially doing the trade boost, but we'll just wait and see. Trade boost. one of the five already. Uh, potentially. Barry scored
0: 76, so it wasn't too bad, but, yeah, he'd still be happy if you didn't have him. Um, I... would after my dismal start to the season in round One, I didn't end up making a trade. I backed my team in, and it uh, paid off for me. So we'll uh, go into our hits and misses now, Clinton. Of our three, just quickly, just yeah?
1: quickly, Blake. You, so you were going to bring in Rail. You're desperate to bring in Rail. Yeah, I was pretty sure the old Dash's dogs gave you advice just to hold off another week. Yeah, that's, that paid dividends because now all of a sudden. Rael tagged a bit, so we'll see how that unfolds this week, but um, yeah, just the 71 from Rael, so if you, you could have really destroyed your team with two trades to get in Rael to score 71, so why is non-trading there, Blake? Well done.
0: Yeah, in, in the end, I didn't have a trade option for him. With Ward, I got to see the Hawthorne team beforehand um, on the Saturday, so Ward was picked, so I was happy to see how he went for one more week, and played quite well so i was happy to hold on to him and in the end i didn't have the the trades to get up to rail um i wasn't going to trade out the likes of horn francis dacos or steve stefan so yeah in the end i didn't have the trades and didn't have the downgrade options as well i would have gone nick martin if he was playing for baldwin but yeah there wasn't the trades there i was happy with i was happy with the majority of my team but yeah thanks for your advice clinton oh pleasure uh, so the uh, hits and misses. My most successful one, most obviously, was captaining Lockie Neal. Um, we discussed it last week in our show of who we were going to captain. And Neil was my second option after vice-captaining Dunkley. So we saw um, his previous scores against Essendon and knew he'd performed quite well in the past. So I was happy to lock him in and it paid off very well. He scored 198. Um, my next best hit was having Bowie for Melbourne, he scored 151 Clinton at 265K Mm. as a defender. Um, He was almost on the chopping block after round one, to be honest. At that awkward price, I could have very easily gone Bowie to Hewitt, but I wanted to hold on to my trades for one more week and see what happened. So that paid off for me. And the other one is Patrick Crisp scored 162.
1: Who was that, sorry? Patrick Cripps. Oh, yes, yes. So you know, you know sounds like you, No, it you sounded like you said Crispy again. Um, well,
0: well, he, he <laughs> got an honourable mention as well. Crips and Crisp, they uh, performed quite well for me.
1: Yes, well done, well done. Your three um, hits, Clinton. Three hits. Um, I've got a lot of names, as you pointed out last week. I've got a lot of names which are very well-owned anyway, but shout out to... Zach Butters, 136. I'm happy with him. Um, Tristan Cherry, um, also someone who's very popular, but he scored 120. Happy is in my team. And the other one also is Will Brody. Um, a lot of people are in um and are with him, but he's despite low time on ground, he's still pumping out 101. So happy to have him. Um, obviously, the premiums I don't need to mention, but I can't. Can't go without saying. Took Miller, 140. Jack McRae, 142. So, um, yeah, a lot of lot of strong scores across the premiums.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you want to discuss your misses now, Clint?
1: The misses. Okay. Well, started early. Mitch McGovern. Um, I think we had a lot of messages being exchanged that night. But yeah, I was really annoyed at myself because I could have had him as an emergency on my bench. But I decided to just play because I thought he'd score well. So when he um, scored 40, I was very frustrated, but in the end it only cost me 18 points because Rochelle, Rochelle only scored 58. So Mitch McGovern I was a bit disappointed by. Um, next one would be Matt Rowe, 71. Um, yeah, very strange role change mid-game, which restricted his... I don't know, his confidence or just his ball-winning ability because he's, in round one, he was amazing. So, um, yeah, obviously disappointing 71, but I'm expecting a big turnaround this this uh, this week. The third one would, once again, what's a toss of coin here, but I'd have to go Whitfield again. Whitfield, yeah, he's just not quite um, the player he is at the moment. So, I'm hoping there's a lot of discussion about trading him out. I'm going to keep him, so I'm backing him in for one more week. I think.
0: Well, your misses were very similar to mine, Clinton. I also had McGovern and Whitfield. Um, as we've already mentioned, I didn't have Rao. So my other miss that I had was Chapman for Fremantle. Um, he didn't back up his eighty from his round one score. Is one of my highlights from round one. And then he was my second lowest scorer for round two. So Chapman was my other miss on top of McGovern and Whitfield. Yeah, we'll get into it a bit later, but Whitfield's a really interesting one. He's all around the ball, but it's just, even his decision making was off at the moment. He wasn't using it as well as he usually does. And yeah, it's quite a bizarre. He looks to be playing a similar role to what he was last season. So I can't. Can't really see why he's dropped off so dramatically, but potentially might be carrying an injury or something like that. But we'll discuss that uh, a bit later when we talk about the other players. Who did you
1: captain for round two, Clinton? So I had the VC on Jack McRae, um, which a lot of people did. And when he scored 142, I was very happy to take his score. So um, didn't think twice about it. Took his um, captaincy score and, um, yeah, obviously Lockie Neal went berserk and at one stage I thought yeah Miller was gonna go past that score as well. But um, I think there's a question later about the VC um Capsie loop and what's an acceptable score, but yeah, very happy with the one for two from McRae. Yeah.
0: Who was your who was gonna be your second option? Toot Miller was gonna yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. The um the funny thing was on the first night, people are bragging about having Crips as captain, 162 in our Patreon mm-hmm. chat. They're they very
1: happy with it, 162, and then Lockie yeah, Neal which, just
0: comes out and goes bang. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, you got these are the exciting parts of SuperCoach, and when you hit a captain score like that, you you've got every right to brag about it. But then, yeah, it's one of those ones. There's it's about catching the right captain score, and lock, obviously Lockie Neal, you chose wisely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. very fortunate in the end there. Um, We'll just talk through some players, Clinton. There's a lot of uh, interesting um, scores from the first two rounds, some players underperforming and overperforming what was expected. Um, One of the questions from our Patreon chats, Clinton, was what to do with Max Gorn. It's a hot topic that's been all over Twitter, and it was asked by us in our Patreon, Clinton.
1: What do you you own Max Mm. Scorn, don't you? Yes. Now, yeah, it's a whole set and forget argument. And everyone who started Max Scorn will be wanting to keep him. But those, everyone gets excited about the trades and the ability to, um, what opportunities you get from um, bringing in someone else from Max Scorn. But personally, Watching the first – now, I didn't see a lot of the actual game versus the Gold Coast, but um, what I will say is, yeah, he looked a bit rusty round one, and it was a uh, competitive game versus the Bulldogs. Everyone has a bit of a down game. Uh, at the Gold Coast, uh, yeah, on those type of conditions, and with Jackson taking a bit more mid uh, rough time – uh, a bit concerning, but for me, he'll bounce back. I've got a lot of confidence that this week he'll sort of somewhat know that he's not at his best. And I, I can see a large score coming up this week from that score. And so if people want to trade him out, that's their choice and good luck. For, for me personally, I'll definitely be keeping him. And I'm expecting, Here, I'll say it now, I'm expecting 140-plus versus the Bombers this week. So everyone's got their own choice. Good luck to you if you do trade him out, but I'll be keeping him for sure. Um, just some numbers on Max
0: Gorn for you, Clinton. He's got a break-even of 204. Yep. If he scores 105, he'll drop by 45K. Yep. And last season against Essendon, he only scored 103 against them.
1: Yep. Well, that's okay. Well, when he scores hundred forty plus, everyone will be thinking, "Why did I get rid of him?" So, yeah, it's one of those decisions which could be, could be detrimental either way. Like he literally could score hundred eighty, or if he does score another seventy nine or whatever eighty nine or whatever he's been scoring, yeah, if you do trade him, that's would have been the wise decision. But uh, I I still think. I'm he's, keeping him.
0: he's been traded out by 9,000 coaches at the moment, Clinton, um, and we're only yep. at Monday. So that might be a few rage yes. trades there. So we'll go one, one up, one down. The other one from our chat was, is Hewitt a legit scoring option? Um, so as a non-Hewitt owner and super coach... <laughs> my, you can
1: answer
0: that, Mike. Uh, I still don't trust that he'll be playing 100% midfield minutes. Um, but in saying, in, in saying that, I still might be bringing him in this week myself after he's still put in a strong performance, even with Walsh in the team. But I think Walsh potentially might push out to the wing. He still looked a little bit injured in my opinion, Walsh. So they might try and look after Walsh a bit and put him out to the wing, which would keep Hewitt in that on-ball role. It's, um, Playing more forward than def- defender, um, if anything. So, Cherryl sure,
1: sure to come back into.
0: Yeah, that's the other one. she sure to come back in, which will push Welsh out to the wing, in my opinion. But mm. Hewitt's been a he's had a few shots on goal in the first two rounds, so he's been a scoring option as well. So, um, is the Le- Hewitt a legit option? I would, I would have to say yes, even though I've been a non-owner in the first two rounds, which is a complete backflip. On my uh, on last week, but he he backed it up in round two.
1: The question is if how the team looks when everyone's fit. And right now, I could say yeah, Cheryl was out, Walsh was coming back from injury, and apparently was sore. Obviously, sore post game. And um, yeah, I think yeah, there's every chance that Hewitt remains in the midfield for me. So. Yeah, I'm very glad that I started him, and um, yeah, I can still see him getting scores of 100 plus for a while at the moment. So, yeah, Contest, contested bull, he did handle a lot, but um, yeah, I think he's in an under, and uh, as I said, I think Voss would love players like that in his midfield.
0: Yeah, so George Hewitt break even of negative 15. So even if he scores, if he scores 90 this week, he's going to go up by 50k. So. Um, if even if he does start to underperform in two or three weeks' time, you would have already made your money's worth on him, in my opinion. So that's so why I don't, he's- ideally
1: you'd be keeping for the season if you're bringing him now. So that's the that's the debate really, because you're paying 400 for him still now, and then using a trade for that, you'd be almost you'd be wanting to keep him all year. So it's just whether or not you see him remaining a top six to eight defensive option.
0: Unless you have the cash like you do to go up from a rookie who you wouldn't be holding for the whole year. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. Uh, the next one, we uh, have covered it slightly, but we'll go into it again. What is wrong with Lockie Whitfield is a question I had through the socials content.
1: Well, once again, I can't, I can't comment too much. I didn't see the whole game. I saw the second half, I think. And yeah, um, from what I saw, he's still running around well. Um, and yeah, I can't explain what happened in terms of the Giants, but um, yeah, it's one of the, one of those things that they had an off day. Um, when they do get on top of teams, he can get points for fun. Um, so um, two losses is obviously a contributing factor. So if the Giants start getting some momentum, I expect Lockie Whitfield to score. So similar to Max Korn. I'm keeping him. And um, I'm at this stage still confident that he'll turn it around. And, yeah, I don't see... Yeah, the money game is... You can really get aggressive with it, but then potentially in a month's time, you've burnt several trades and your your team's looking potentially slightly worse. So, um, yeah, he's one I'm keeping, so we'll see.
0: Yeah, I think the likes of Jack Crisp is a prime example of... um, a reason why you don't trade out your premiums. Um, could have, a lot of managers, a lot of coaches, were trading out Crisp and steel after round one. Now they've both scored over 110. So I, I'm in the same boat. I've got Whitfield and I'll be holding him. I did watch the game and he was still running around. He was looked a bit exhausted by the end of it. That's because he just does so many kilometers. Um, and yeah, he was still getting in the right positions. I think GWS just needed to give him the ball more. To be honest. It was at times in the middle of the ground ready to receive the ball, but they were just looking sideways and not looking inboard. I think that'll change after a couple of losses at GWS. Um, Did you have any other questions of players that
1: you'd like to discuss or team structure there, Clinton? Well, I think the first part to it is we we touched on it last week, but it's about making sure you have all the – Rookies or the money generators, and um, that's the one of the reasons why I brought in Martin. Not only to it just worked in well that Dylan Stevens scored ninety five, but then I, I just think the likes of you can go rattle through about ten names, but there's almost like ten must haves. So if you look through the list here, Sherry Hayes, Rochelle Martin, um, probably Stevens. For, uh, in the midfield, Dake, still Dagos, Dake, Horn Francis, Will Brody. And then in the back line, you've got the likes of McCartan, Hinge. And that's all just the cheaper players. And then you've got the mid prices who are, um, whether or not it's Rowell, the likes of Hewitt. Um, so that's when, if you put a poor score out like McGovern did, all of a sudden you start thinking, Do I need to keep him and trade him out to someone else as well? So, yeah, I think that's everyone's priority, number one, I think, is to make sure you have those money generators. So that's the first thing. Then the next thing is which potential premiums that you're eyeing off who are scoring well and you can see continuing to score well. So just to write off some scores for you, Moshe scored 189 points. Cripps, I'm not going to mention names, or so I don't have in my team. Brayshaw, 189. Crips, 162. Petrarca, still scored 129, but he's still a player that I'm eyeing off. Isaac Heaney, 140. Um, Aaron Hall, 123. Jane Short, I don't have, 136. So, there's a lot of names there that if you're going to upgrade, it, there's plenty of options. So, Yep, it's a juggling act. Everyone's in their own. Um, depends who you have, but um, first priority for me is the money generators, the cash cows, and then working out which premiums you need to jump on. If you were to say
0: five players under the price of 200k that I must have is Clinton. Which five which, only? I, you only get five. Uh, which Which ones would be the highest five?
1: I still think Dacos would probably be number one. Yeah. Jerry doesn't count. He's over 200. Jack Hayes, massive break even. He'll still, I think he should still remain in the team for a while, I think. Um, I think Nick Martin and Could you wait off
0: one more week on Martin?
1: Yes, you could. Yes, you could. Um, So, yeah, well, yeah. Good input there, Blake. Uh, yeah, Rochelle as well. So um, yeah, there's there's fire for you.
0: Yeah, you pretty much named the the best break evens there. If if Hayes does get picked this week, I pretty much have to. I don't have Hayes, and if I if he does get picked this week, I do have to bring him in because if he scores a hundred, he's going to go up by hundred and five k. Yeah, and that's just cash generation that I can't miss out on. So. That would most likely be a trade. I'll go into my trades a bit later, but that'll be a most likely a trade boost for me, depending on if he's picked. I still think it's risky that he'll get dropped in the near future. He didn't score that highly over the weekend. And with I believe Ryder played in the VFL over the weekend. So there's a possibility he might not even get a game this week. So and if he doesn't, that would put me in a good position because he's in 71% of teams.
1: So, yeah, I think it's just a bit, you have to be mindful of when he does play the next game, whenever that, I expect it to be this week. But as you said, if he does still go well, scores 100, as you said, he goes up 100 and whatever K. And then, then if you then play the next game, he'd be going up probably another 80 K. So, whenever, he, so yeah, I agree with that. I think it's a must have. It's just, yeah, um, obviously, on, depending on selection.
0: The other one of those that I don't currently have, Clinton, who I traded out of my round one team to get Cherry in was Rochelle. So he's got a break even of negative 68. And if he scores 90, he's going to go up 70K as well. So these are the kinds of players that are going to go up in a lot of value. And if you don't have them, you're going to miss out on a lot of cash generation. So these are the things you got to consider as well as trying to get those premiums in, like you mentioned.
1: And then I guess the next debate is the likes of, for me, I've got the likes of Gibkes, Um, Then I look at McGovern. So there's those guys who, um, yeah, potentially, yeah, our best 22 players um, going to score reasonably, maybe a bit up and down. But the question is, do you need to keep those types of guys or do you need to actually trade them out for bigger um, cash cows, so that's where the whole training game is um, pretty interesting and all depends who you have in your team, but um, yeah, I'm in a I've, right now, I mean, I feel like I'm in a good position, but I'm, I know it could go wrong very quickly, so that's the, that's the exciting part of it all don't let don't let that's one of those things you're up and about at the start of this episode. If if our trades are wrong this week, we could be two very uh, flat boys next week. So, yeah, that's, that's the best part about Super Coach, isn't it, Mike? It sure is. After round one,
0: our, <laughs> our brother sent me a message and asked me if I was going to restart my entire team. <laughs> and yes. now, after round two, I'm, I'm ahead of him by about 50 points. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, it's. I'm well, I am up and about at the moment, but it's um, yeah <laughs> it's gonna be very interesting. I'm very excited for this week and as to what's gonna happen, but yeah, one of the men- names you mentioned there, Clinton, Isaac Heaney, what do you what do you think about him long term as a forward?
1: Um, I think he's similar to Crips in my opinion someone who the reason why I didn't start him was the potential risk of uh, not so much crips, but with uh, handy just his role and his capability to stay fit and consistently score high. He started the season on fire. um, And yeah, even if he stays up forward, if he's king those goals, which he's doing it at will at the moment, he's going to continue to score well. So he looked like a really... He's one of those picks that was obviously risky, but it's paid off for those who started him. Well done. Um, if looking at my team, there's a, as I said, there's five to 10 guys that I could potentially trade in. My whole season's going to be um, reliant on this smart decision. And Heaney's is definitely one in the mix that I could get in this week. So um, there, there's a lot of those options, which um, if you didn't start them, yeah, you could debate is a, Great pick, and yeah, I want to get him now. But then could, could quite easily backfire. So, yep, risky. I'm not sure. Is my answer
0: uh, interesting? Answer for me, exact, exactly what you said. He's been playing predominantly forward. So, but he has been kicking bags of goals. Once, once he's not kicking bags of goals, he's not going to be kicking five goals every week. If, if once that stops. Like, are you going to be happy to accept that he puts out a score of 60 every now and then because he's not kicking the goals? I'm not too sure as one of your premium options. So for me, I'm, I'm still happy that, to, not go, to not move out of my way to get him into my team. Um, I'm not going to dismantle my team to put him in. He's, in, he's been traded in by 11,000 managers so far. So I don't know how people are finding this value, whether they're downgrading Gorn or or the likes of Whitfield at a similar price. So 11,000 managers uh, teams have put him in and he's got a break-even of negative 15 at 454K. Uh, Another name you mentioned there, Clinton, Aaron Hall. um, Obviously started the season well, averaging 126. As we mentioned last week, he's a risky option.
1: What are your thoughts on Aaron Hall? Just chuck him in the pile of those players that, yeah, strong possibility to come into my team this week. It's just um, how risky I want to be, and the likes of Crips, the likes of Heaney, the likes of Hall. um, Yeah, I think, um, I think his scores so far are low for him still. Like. I, I
0: like, yeah. I thought so, he could have scored more. Watching the game, every single time the ball went near North Melbourne's defence or even in the middle of the ground, he happened just to get
1: the ball in his hands. So what I argued last week was definitely wait a week to see how he gets through his second game. Clearly, still scored well, um, and as yeah, as we discussed last week, he could easily continue this run and get, even get better. And then he'll be out of range for a lot of people because instead of him being whatever he's now, 570, he'll be 600, mid 650s and going higher towards 700. So that's when it becomes too much to pay. So, <laughs> would you yeah, consider like, a
0: swap from Whitfield to Hall?
1: Personally, not. Well, well, that's <laughs> I've sort of in my mind. It's, just said, no, I'm going to keep Whitfield because I don't want to have that regret of getting rid of him. But ideally right now, yeah, I'd want Hall in my team rather than Whitfield, but I'm not sure if that's worth a trade. Um, So it's a possibility, but right now I'm not leading that way. I'm playing the long long game, but if there's any glimmer of, of a Whitfield injury or if a COVID situation happens or whatever, then yes, strong possibility of that happening. Keep in lap. mind also, just, just sorry, I want yeah. to add on to that. I'm not forgetting about Luke McDonald's still. Luke McDonald's only scored about 88, I think. He but did he will, yeah. He will go down into the back line after round six. And I think that's – I'd almost say that's his flaw. That's his low score. I think he, he's going to be relatively consistent. And if he can – at his price right now, which is cheaper than Hewitt, get an average of above 100, I think that's could be a 200K discount on Hall, but he won't score as much. But I think, still think he may be a solid scorer. So he's definitely someone I'm still considering for this week as well.
0: 372K, negative uh, 10 break even. If he scores 90, he's going to go up by 45K there, Clinton in McDonald. Yes. Um, yes. my, my thing for the midfield is I don't really have a spot for Luke McDonald at the moment. I'm not sure if you do, but, um, I've got five premiums and then the three strong rookies of Horn, Francis, Dacos, and Stefan. So I don't Stamps. know. Okay. I don't know if, um, I really have a spot for him there, whether it's worth having Stevens on the bench to get McDonald to field when I need to upgrade other areas and to go through four weeks of having that extra points on the bench. I'm not sure it's worth it for, for mine. I'm not sure if you've got that extra midfield spot from there, Clinton.
1: No, and I've got a spot to really launch into. So right now I've got I've, – I've spread out my money and as I said, I've got 450K in the bank. So I've got the license of McCray, Miller, Neil and Rao at the moment. And then I've got yeah as low as then at the moment I've got Brody, Horn Francis and Daco. so then yeah so I've got a spot to really launch into so it's just which avenue I go Petrarca, I want to mention him now is just the player that I arguably want the most as well though so I can't have them all that's the challenge of it all but he looks unstoppable he, that's that could you could argue that's his low score of whatever he scored, the 120. It's like he's, he's unstoppable. So, yeah, there's lots of options. So it's all about how you navigate to improve your team without um, generating cash, but then trying to get the upgrades at the same time. Yeah.
0: Petrarca scoring, uh, averaging 146 and scored 129 round two. My biggest regret is I had, I was tossing up between Bonten, pally and Brayshaw, Going into round one. One's a, one scored 105 both games, the other's averaging 158. Mm. Uh, as a non rail owner, Clinton, I'm only in 40% of managers who don't have him. I didn't see the round two game as I was driving to Horsham. Uh, what kind of role did he play on the weekend?
1: And why did he score so low? Well, I, I had a KO. I had a bit of a split screen action going, so I was trying to watch two games at once. Um, but he was his usual self in the first quarter. But then, yeah, he uh, they started paying. Atten- he started paying attention to Oliver, I believe. So I think he started just being a bit more defensive-minded. So um, the way he looked round one, he looked unstoppable and just like an absolute bull. So that was what they went with for the weekend. So we'll see. It all depends on what license he has, because he's got around stoppages, really. Because I think they were that worried about Melbourne's midfield and um, that he played a bit more defensive minor. But in round one, he really just attacked the ball, the contest, and that's where he got his points. So um, I think he scored like
0: 45 points in the first quarter, and I was like, oh, no, it's happening again. And then he only
1: scored like three points in the second. Yeah, so um, I'm happy. Put it this way: I'm a happy owner. I'm happy I got him. If I was in your situation, I'm not sure if I'd be racing out to get him now, after after the weekend. But um, what about his break? Uh, his break even's
0: even? only his break yeah, even's 27. negative
1: twenty seven. So he scores eighty six. Scores eighty six. It goes up fifty k. Yeah. I think the smart option would be to watch another week against GWS, who
0: don't necessarily have an out-and-out out gun like Clayton Oliver.
1: Yeah, no, I, I'd, yeah, well, it's your choice. But I, I, that's why I said I'm happy in my team. But it's, it's a big, huge dilemma for the likes of yourself. So, um, I, I, if I if I was in your shoes, I'd w- wait another week because. You want to be certain he's going up to that higher level to generate enough money to be worthwhile trading him in now. So personally speaking, I'd watch another week. But, yeah, (laughs) good luck.
0: Two ruck forwards who are averaging above 111 Clinton, and they're both quite cheap options. Luke Jackson, 389K, and Tim English, 482K. Either of these under consideration for you.
1: Um, definitely English, but I don't know how I'm going to get him in. And slightly more expensive, yeah, 100k more expensive. But yeah, it's just yeah. I think that Looms is Steph Martin potentially coming back in. So if that does happen, I'd definitely. Um, yeah, that's what I'd be worried about. So that's why it's a no for me. And then also, yeah. I've got strong confidence in Max Gorn, so that's why I wouldn't go the Luke Jackson path. But for those who started him, well done. But with the, the amount of time they're splitting, he did look really good on the weekend, but I've gone down the path of Gorn. I'm happy to stay on it. Um, I I wouldn't be bringing Luke Jackson, though. No.
0: Have you got uh, any other players to discuss before we go into our early round
1: three plans Air Clinton? Um, no, I think that's enough. I think uh, just obviously I'm basing it off my team. So there's lots of players that are going up in price. But yeah, just similar to what we said about English, there's lots of ifs about a few players. So Will Brody scored another 101, but time on ground and um, how their team will look in a few weeks will be interesting. Um, McGovern, I. I can see it in him that he'll score 120 in a game soon. So there's a part of me that thinks I'm happy to have him, but then also I think what options I could bring him. Right now, there's not a huge amount of players I want to trade out. So that's why he's potentially in the gun this week. So um, besides that, no, I think that's – let's move on, Blake. I could could just talk dribble for a while.
0: Go through every single player on the list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you've raised a good point there though regarding West Coast and Fremantle. It it really don't know how their team's gonna line up over the next two, three weeks. Um it's hit West Coast hard, obviously, over the last two rounds, but very similar to it could happen to Fremantle any any round now. Um and
1: I it would not surprise not, me if <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not just the Perth teams. It's not just the Perth teams.
0: <laughs> and I was gonna say it would not surprise me if it um if Sydney or Geelong or any of the any of the teams that um rips through them at, at some stage um throughout the year. That's why the AFL's got covert procedures in place, so they've got these backup players on lists and everything. It, you just get unfortunately it's just the way it's gotta be, and um yeah, just gotta be prepared for anything, but you've got to take extra precautions in holding on to those
1: trades for as long as possible, I reckon. Just one more thing for me. So, which is why the bench is important. So right now from the weekend, I still have Sam DeConing. I still have Elijah Hollands. And I had Nick Martin who didn't play. And Hugh Dixon. So there you go. Pretty much cool. on each line. Each line I had a player who didn't play for COVID or, uh, or yeah, I still have Elijah Hollands. So, that's why I'm a bit behind with in terms of cash. That's why I have so much money in the bank. So I have those four players, cheap and not playing. So it's risky on my behalf, on anyone's behalf, to hold too many of those players because whether it's COVID or injury, if you have too many donuts, yeah, I think it will backfire in a few weeks' time or whenever it happens. There's going to be some superstar players you miss out with COVID and then you need to have solid Bench option to at least have a good backup score. So um, th- that's why the, the priority should be number one is to get those cheap players. who are going up in price and make sure you're avoiding a lot of those donuts. I reckon.
0: Yeah. Especially if you've got them on the same line for, for me, I had Baldwin and to as my forward benches, not play on the weekend. Yeah. I think to will come back from his concussion. Mm-hmm. Um but Baldwin, I can't see him getting a game again anytime soon, to be honest. Uh, I think Nick Martin will come back into the Bombers' side, but he didn't look good in round one, even though Essendon performed so badly. And that's a conversation for another time. But um, I can't see Baldwin getting a, a game anytime soon, so I'm definitely looking at getting him out. I also had Dixon and Hoff not play as well. So those... And those West Coast players, I don't know if they'll get a game anytime soon as well after they didn't perform that well in round one, but they might need them as backup players. Um, so you're happy to go through our trades now, Clinton, our potential, what we're looking to do?
1: Sure. So at this stage, I'm really out of sight, as you could probably tell. So It is Monday a night. Will, a lot will depend on if there's any laid outs with COVID. So there's no point really speculating too much. But a couple of ideas I've had so far is to um, potentially move on the likes of McGovern. The one player which you mentioned earlier who scored you 151 points. Bowie. 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 Um, David. I don't have him. And... Yeah, the brief part of the game that I saw, he definitely impressed me. And it's just whether or not I, I bring him in or not. So um, the two options I'm looking at is probably, I'm likely bringing him in. And the other one is the which premium or even mid price I'd go to. So it's likes of Heaney, Cripps and Petrarca and they So they're, they're the four main names. I'm looking at, and I'm likely to bring in one. If I want to get really risky, as you mentioned, the likes of Whitfield, potentially I could... I'm not sure it's worth a trade boost to do something like that. So I'm likely to do that change. I think I'm likely to bring in Bowie and then probably one of those four players. i probably lean most towards still Petrarca because I think of those four names, I've got the most trust in to be a consistent high scorer for the entire season. So I think I said it a couple of weeks ago about Cripps. He's likely to start the season off really well. And I think there's every chance of him hitting a bit of a wall soon. I hope he doesn't. He's obviously a gun player, but it could be costly if I don't get him. Heaney, we've mentioned. Hall, we've mentioned. But yeah, I think Petrarca is the one. So the players that potentially could go for me is McGovern, and then maybe the likes of someone like Gibcus. Otherwise, I, as I said, Earth just said I probably should be keeping those players and getting rid of one of the rookies like Hollands um, or Dixon. Even so, that's what I'm tossing up in brief. A lot could happen between now and Thursday night. And uh, but as 450k in the bank. That's where that's where I'm looking. So. Best bit, I'll try and keep you updated with when I make these moves and then you can maybe tweet them out.
0: Yeah, I didn't get a chance last week as I was driving, but I'll, uh, I'll get the on the Twitter and post them out on our mini FSC um, Twitter there, Clinton. Um, so you'll be making your trades as late as possible there um, with the rolling lockout, um, which is always great advice for our community, but with. Uh, Bowie is playing pretty early on there, so we'll uh, tweet that out once you make your trades. Uh, For me, players on the chopping block are Chapman for Fremantle, McGovern for Carlton, and then you've got your – did not play over the weekend. So you've got the Hoff, Dixon, and Baldwin. Um, Like I said, I think Ducone will come back in and having um, bench options is important, so I'll be holding on to him. So at this stage, I'll be doing – McGovern to Hewitt because I think he's just scoring too well as that 399k defender with a bit of forward backline movement, I'll be able to make that happen, and just need that extra 20k, so I'll be going Baldwin to Martin at this stage.
1: Yeah, um, so you're not getting you're not getting Hayes.
0: So that'll be my third one. As my boost, if Hayes is picked, I don't reckon wow. Hayes. I don't reckon Hayes will get
1: picked. Oh, big call! Cool. Uh, so, even even watching the game, you still just he plays so well. But understand, understand the rider coming back in. But yeah, it'll be, it's gonna be very interesting. That's gonna be really telling for a lot of super coaches out there. You've been um, saying managers throughout this this video, but I reckon, yeah, but it's um, coaches. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm
0: hoping Hayes gets dropped. To be honest,
1: <laughs> yeah, I, well, it'd be a big differential and, for me. It's um, it's going to be really important because if he it does, it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting. We'll see.
0: Yeah, so I could potentially just do one trade and go Chapman straight to Hewitt, and yep. that that would improve my average over the last two rounds by about 50 points. But, um, yeah, he did score 80 in round one, so I'm almost willing to give Chapman another chance. My early captaincy options, I am quite happy to lock in what I did last week at this stage and put the vice captain on Dunkley, who's got the first game off the mark against Sydney, and then captain Lockie Neal, who is playing against North Melbourne um, so yeah I think pretty obvious choice last year he scored 156 against North Melbourne so um,
1: yeah happy to go with that option again I'm lucky to do the same as last week also so Jack McRae into Miller and I'm happy with those two premium mids so there's no going away from that from from my end um, yeah Lockie Neil, I have and I'm really excited to Obviously, hopefully scores well again, but they're my two top two, and yeah, maybe you still don't have McCray Blake, and maybe it's his turn to score a one ninety. So we'll see. But yeah, how good's Miller? What what a gun! And yeah, he he still has scope. I think to score bigger. He just he's absolute machine. So there's my pump up for Miller this week.
0: Yeah, could very well happen, and I'm again regretting that I. Went to Bontempelli after the first two rounds, but he could very well turn it around. Um, Bontempelli and score mm-hmm. score three goals and get 30 disposals. He's got the capabilities to do it. I'll just quickly run through our leaders of our Patreon, if, even though uh, half of them probably watch anyway. Majority will be watching anyway, Clinton. So you got that Jim's Jack Jumpers on top, Lion King, you're in third, Clinton, Hale in fourth. Job Not Jabbed is fifth. Green Machine is in sixth. And I'm in seventh. So that's the top seven out of our 17 Patreon league there, Clinton. Um, another question that came through um, the chats over the last couple of days when we sent out if they've got any questions for the show. Just quick fire questions for you, Clinton. Um, Seinfeld or friends?
1: It's not even a debate. It's Seinfeld by a long way. Friends is, Friends is uh, good for the occasional laugh, but no nah, Seinfeld. Seinfeld's the greatest show ever, so it's not even not even a question to me. Uh, everybody loves Raymond or Frazier. Uh, the first one, and I uh, don't mind a bit of Raymond. Um, yeah, that was. A bit, bit more small though. Those more occasional. Seinfeld I could watch all day, every day, but still, no, fr- Frasier, not for me.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen much of Frasier, to be honest. It's a bit, uh, bit old for me, I think. Um, Chris Rock or Will Smith?
1: <laughs> well, let's go with Will Smith. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of mixed opinion about it all. It's, yeah, but perhaps... People are getting away with too much with what they say and there's no consequences. So, yeah, why not? I'm on, the, I'm on the Will Smith bandwagon. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Will Smith
0: as well. Chris Rock was due for a good slapping, I think. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so the question about Seinfeld came through from the Lion King himself. I think the other question was, what's a, an acceptable VC score? So um, last week I took the 142 from McRae um so personally speaking I think it depends how safe and risky you want to be but my score this season knowing it all depends how how much trust you have in your secondary option so for me I've got a personally I've got a lot of trust in Miller so it would need to be as it stands I think I'd say 130. If Jack McRae scores 125 this this Thursday night, I'm going right to back in Miller because I just see him consistently scoring that high level. Um, those types of players, like Jack Steele, like he was for me having a bit of a poor game last night, and he still scored what was it, about 110. 111. So those those types of players, yeah. For me, it needs to be one hundred and thirty. So what's your opinion about that, Blake?
0: I agree. I think it all depends on how risky of an option your secondary captain op- option is. Generally speaking, my in the past I've always said one hundred and twenty is is my limit. If they score above one hundred and twenty, I'll lock them in as my captain, depending on how safe it is, and and guaranteeing that I've got a looping option on the bench as well. If they're an emergency or something, I won't. I'll st- I'll still uh, stick with my secondary captain. But if Dunkley scores around that 120 to 130 mark this upcoming game, I'm still most likely a locking Lockie Neal just because of the amount of faith that I have him in to score over 130 coming into the second into that game. So I think it all comes down to the confidence of the second player, more more so what the first player even scores.
1: Yep. Well done. What? I've got one question. I'll chuck in. You've, you've asked about Rail, Jake Bowie, Bowie. Yeah, David David Bowie. Is Adam. he a trap? Is he a trap? If you don't own him, is he a trap? As a Bowie owner,
0: I would say he's a he's a trap. I wouldn't go out of my way to bring him in. To be honest, after after round one, I was nearly ready to let him go. And with Melbourne's. Line up the way it is that they were lacking a few defenders. Um, once all those players are back playing full strength team, I think he might probably won't get the distribution that he had um, in the last game. The likes of Lever and um, the good intercept players. Now we got a lot of these disposals off intercept possessions on the weekend, and once they're back okay. full strength. Um, yeah, I think he is a bit of a trap, to be honest. I wouldn't go out of my way to get him. But if you got the cash readily available there for him, um, I'd go for it. But, yeah, I wouldn't be throwing everything at him, to be honest.
1: I like that answer, Blake. I think he might have just persuaded, <laughs> persuaded me to Persu- uh, avoid him.
0: Persuaded, persuaded yeah. you out of him, and now he'll come out and score 150. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Did you have any more questions? No, that's, that's me, Um, But just in saying that about Melbourne, they had Jake Lever and Michael Hibbert
1: out of the, the side. That's all I've got to say. Do we have any more shout outs from last week who joined Patreon in the last since we. So, just we also recorded our Supercoach video last week, Wednesday. This week, we've done our old Switcheroo. Obviously, Supercoach tonight, which is a Monday night, and we'll do AFL Fantasy on Wednesday night. And. Yeah, I think we had a few more Patreon signups. Yeah, we had uh, since, since Wednesday. We did. We had
0: Max, Lewis, Zach, and Brent as well, I believe, um, since we last recorded Clinton. So um, thanks to those guys for joining our Patreon. If you. Louis, I think it was Louis, not Louis. but yeah. Uh, thank on. You. Yeah, it's all thank good. You. It's all good. Uh, if, the, if you are watching the show, um, feel free to check out our Patreon show if you our page if you're not a subscriber um we will be definitely continue doing the shout outs throughout the season and um yeah just to support the show um and make sure you like and subscribe to the youtube channel or the podcast wherever you're watching or listening to the show this evening
1: excellent good luck with your decisions this week Blake this is when it's all becomes interesting and we, we're either going to be up and about next week or having trade regrets. But uh, I look forward to it. The, the footy, the overall games, it's been really exciting. So um, I've, I'm enjoying this season so far. Looking forward to this week. Yeah, the, uh,
0: the footy's been good. Had the round two, had the lowest attendance since 2003. But watching on TV, it's been um, really good. So, yep, yeah, looking forward to round three of Supercoach. Excited to do the trades and have people go up in price and everything like that. So good luck for round three, Clinton.
1: You do.